Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Exciting news. The ESL Empowered, Secure, and Loved eight-week relationship coaching program is officially reopened for application. This eight-week program fills up really quickly every time we open the doors. So you are going to want to apply ASAP. This program is for you if you're ready to get off the dating roller coaster for good. And if you need those internal shifts that allow you to embody a securely attached woman so you can effortlessly attract that relationship that you want. It also is for you if you need the tools for attracting and maintaining that healthy relationship. The program is designed, obviously, to help you bring in that partner that you can build a long-term, intentional, healthy relationship with. And even more importantly, it is about healing that relationship with yourself. This is that internal transformation that is needed when you're ready to step into the relationship that you deserve and to step into the next level of your life. I am personally inviting you to apply if you know that you're ready for help in this area of your life. You can't do it alone. You've tried everything and you are absolutely ready to do the internal work to get the change that you need so you can stop the pain and the heartache in your life and maybe go back into summer, go back into dating, feeling empowered, secure, and loved and ready to attract that relationship that you're so deserving of. If that's you and you're like, okay, Dr. Morgan, I hear you. I know I need this. I am going to take ownership of this area of my life. Enough is enough. I know I deserve what I deserve and I'm going to take action. If that's you, I encourage you to go to my Instagram bio, use the link there. It's apply now. So apply for the program there, or there will also be a link in the show notes. Make sure you don't wait. Apply now to reserve your spot in the program. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and I'm so excited about this episode. I have to let you all know I am actually in Florida right now. So it's a long story. Maybe I'll share it at some point. Um, But I'm in Florida and it feels good to be in the warm weather. I'm someone, I know this is weird. I love humidity. feels so good to me. It feels good on my skin. Puts me in a great mood. So I am here in sunny Florida. It's 80 degrees. It's my favorite weather. 
Um, and I'm excited because I'm going to talk to you about one of my most favorite topics. We are going to discuss assertive communication. Assertive communication can also be understood as securely attached communication. When we are securely attached, we have healthy communication patterns. And the thing about assertive communication is it gets a bad rap. So many of us have confused assertive communication with aggressive communication. This idea that, oh my gosh, if you're expressing what you want and you are able to set boundaries and you express what your needs are and you put your needs first, somehow that gets confused as aggressive for so many of us. Especially women, we get raised with the idea of always put other people first. Don't quote unquote rock the boat, right? Don't want to upset others. And we get this idea that assertive, standing up for ourselves, that somehow that that's aggressive, quote unquote, bitchy, right? So many of us have had experiences where we're told we're too much or don't say that, or you're being too emotional. And somewhere along the way, many of us internalize that it would be easier to just keep our thoughts and our needs and our emotions to ourselves and not show up authentically. And I can tell you that it is life-changing when you can finally embody the securely attached version of you and when you can finally put assertive communication into practice. I know that assertive communication changed my life and I know that it can change yours. So I want to dive into this. One of the things I'll always tell the women in the ESL program I'll tell them, hey, I can teach you all of the strategies and the sentence structures and how to of something. But what I'd rather do is help you make the internal transformation so that you have the guiding principles and you simply don't have to think about how to communicate because you are the version of you that communicates assertively. So I hope that makes sense. Basically, I'm saying I don't want to give you a fish, right? I don't want to give you assertive communication sentence structures. I would rather teach you how to fish, right? Or give you that internal transformation that gives you then the guiding principles of securely attached communication. And one of the things I want to start out with is just the simple breakdown of the different communication styles, okay? So we have assertive, which you've heard me say many times, which is aka securely attached communication. And that's what I'm going to dive into here in a little bit. And the other two styles. So then we have aggressive communication. Aggressive is the idea of, hey, My needs matter. My emotions matter. Yours do not. 
What I need matters. I don't care about what's what your experience is or what your emotions are, or what your needs are, right? And then we have passive, passive communication, which is where only your needs matter, only your emotions matter, mine don't matter, and I'm just going to keep them to myself, and I'm going to prioritize others above myself, passive communication. And then we also have the lovely passive aggressive communication, which is where we pretend, well, not pretend that we learned that, okay, I can be passive towards people. That's how I should be. But then the resentment builds up, builds up, and then I become aggressive, right? And I say, well, your needs don't matter at all. I sacrificed my needs for you and now only my needs matter. So it's that pendulum swing between passive and aggressive. All right. And if we look at it, we can definitely tie these communication styles to attachment styles. What a fun idea. (laughs) So let's look at it. So passive communication, what do we think? Most likely when we are passive you know, passively communicating, that will be connected to anxious attachment. And aggressive communication, avoidant attachment. And passive aggressive could be really in any of the styles. And I'm not saying that this is 100% how it is all the time. Absolutely not. You all know by now that when you have attachment theory and you have attachment styles, all of us have all types of attachment styles. It's just, okay, it's on a spectrum and how much of each style are you? You're probably more one than any other. So same with this communication styles. All of us have the ability to communicate assertively, aggressively, passively, or passive aggressively. And it's just about building that awareness of when am I in each style? Okay. So moving on, let's talk about assertive communication. So the beauty of assertive communication is it is one of the most helpful skills, shifts, changes that you can master to support a healthy relationship. So moving into assertive communication, remember it's this idea that my needs matter and your needs matter as well. So what I want you to understand is there's a lot in our culture right now about set boundaries, communicate your needs, be authentic, stand up for yourself. And obviously I write a lot about this on my social media, on Instagram. You can, it's Dr. Morgan coaching on Instagram. And a lot of my quotes are about that too, of stand up for yourself, stand in your truth, et cetera. Um, but one of the things that gets missed in this discussion is along with standing in your truth, along with you communicating assertively, we also have to approach our relationships with deep curiosity for the other person's experience, right? 
true assertive communication, true securely attached, healthy communication says my needs matter and your needs matter, right? So I want to bring this point to you all because I think it's often missed and that is when you are communicating assertively, when you are communicating in a healthy way, yes, you are expressing yourself, you're using I statements, you're using one of those three sentence structures, I feel I need the story I'm telling myself is, you're using all that and you are coming with a level of deep curiosity about the other person's experience, okay? So this is where people sometimes forget this piece or they're not comfortable with it or they are too emotionally dysregulated in the moment with their own experience that they can't seem to make space for the other person. So I'm bringing this to your attention now so you can get better. All of us can get better with communication. Each and every one of us can constantly improve our communication. It is a forever commitment to growth. We will never be quote unquote perfect communicators. We're not meant to be. We're imperfectly perfect. So even if you're someone who is, you know, very conscious in your interactions and you've worked on your communication, you can grow from this as well. So having curiosity for your partner's experience looks like you expressing yourself, but then also asking questions and being in the space of the receiver, the validator, right? Maybe you've heard me talk about this communication structure called dialogue, but it's where you switch back and forth from sender and receiver, right? And when we have curiosity for our partner's experience, we are in that receiver role. What is the job of the receiver? The job of the receiver is to make sure that the sender feels heard, feels validated, and feels understood. And the way that you do that is by holding space, by not letting your reactions to what the person is saying, not letting those come up initially. You're simply holding space. You have genuine curiosity for what the other person is feeling, and you're asking open-ended questions. You're saying things like, tell me more about that. You're saying, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. You felt hurt when I did X, Y, Z, right? So curiosity, curiosity is a relationship superpower. You need to get good at it. So while you may may be mastering communication around your own experiences, your own feelings, make sure you are also getting good at holding space for others and inviting your partner to share their experience. It is equally as important as you sharing yours. And I want to answer a question because I get this one a lot. What happens if my partner stonewalls, aka totally shuts down? How do I handle that? So 
you have to have compassion knowing that that is their protective strategy. That's what they learned to do in the moment, right? And we want to say, I understand you're feeling overwhelmed right now. I noticed that you're shutting down. So first validate it. And then you can say, is there any way that we could continue this conversation? Is there any way I could support you in helping us continue this conversation? And if they say no, then it's up to you to say, okay, I understand you're withdrawing. I understand you're shutting down. And I know that this is an important conversation for us to have. When can we have this conversation? What a lot of times goes wrong in working through conflict or couples having difficult conversations is they get to a place and then it stalls out, somebody stonewalls, and then they don't talk about when they're going to have the conversation again. And then they kind of just let it die out and never revisit it. You want to work through your stuff. You want to be able to work through it because if not, you've heard me say this, then resentment grows, distance happens, and distance is then relationship death, right? So when someone's stonewalling, when they are putting up walls as their own protective mechanism, make sure you say, okay, well, when can we have this conversation? And maybe they say, you know what, tomorrow morning after coffee, uh, maybe you suggest a time. Would you be open to talking later this evening, right? Make sure that you both agree that yes, we will have the conversation because we need to do a pattern interrupt. If the pattern in the relationship is someone stonewalls and then nothing gets figured out, we need to do a pattern interrupt. We need to make sure that it's scheduled and that it happens. And by here's the most amazing thing too, by you modeling assertive communication, by you modeling securely attached communication where you express what you're feeling and you are genuinely curious about your partner, you are showing your partner how to show up in the relationship. You are giving them an example of how you need to be understood in the relationship, right? Of how they can communicate with you. So it's a powerful, powerful thing. When you get good at this, you positively impact everyone else in your life, not just your romantic partner. This positively impacts your work life, your friendships, your family life, everybody. Okay. So I want you to think about this assertive communication and then practice. How can I show up with genuine curiosity where I'm practicing being in the presence of the people in my life and really tuning into them and showing them that I want to know their experience? How can I work on that? How can I practice it? Start small, keep practicing. If you like this episode, this is definitely some of the things that I teach in the ESL program. This is something I would talk about on a group call with my wonderful, amazing women who are in the program. And if you liked it and you know that you need more of this in your life, I would 
highly encourage you to apply to the ESL program. We have very limited spots left, so make sure you apply as soon as possible. The link will be in the show notes. It's also in my Instagram bio, uh, Dr. Morgan Coaching on Instagram, if you're not already following me. And I just want to say, I appreciate each and every one of you who listens in to the podcast. This is such a joy for me to do this. And it really, really warms my heart when I hear from you, when you send me DMs and you say, wow, your podcast has really helped me. I just appreciate it. I appreciate that you acknowledge that you're growing and that's why I do what I do. I genuinely want people to get off of the dating roller coaster to heal the relationship with themselves, to have the skills and tools that are required for great relationships. So I appreciate you all. Thank you for being on this journey with me and share the podcast with somebody if you know they need it. And of course, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.